Hello and welcome to Droplets Podcast. I'm your host Sinead Dehora, a multi-award winning intuitive specialist and I am here to guide you back to your intuition and we'll do this with some affirmations, meditations, intuitive insight, intuitive conversations with gorgeous souls to help give you the tools that you need to step out of your head into your heart and therefore back to your intuitive voice. So get a pen and paper, sit back and relax and let the ripple effect commence. Welcome back to Droplets Podcast. Today I am joined by the founder of the Wellness Foundry, Fingal. Fingal is a psychic medium who hosts workshops, retreats, one-on-one sessions as he reads tarot cards, connects with spirit guides, hosts sessions with past life regression and so much more. We have the most beautiful conversation today with so many aha awakening moments that you're going to find as we talk about how triggers can be the catalyst of change, how to really work with these triggers and to surrender into the moment. And as you surrender, you're opening your energy to receive the guidance from your angels, your spirit guides, from your loved ones in spirit or whomever you connect with. It's a powerful conversation about psychic energies, about energy readings, about past life regression and so much more. It's so profound. Get a pen and paper, like we always say, enjoy because there are so many nuggets in this. You're going to love it. Fingal, welcome to Drop This Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm really well, really, really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. This is twice in one week we've been together now. I had a reading it with you is. this week. Yes. <laughs> spoiled, spoiled. Absolutely. I just was called, like I always say with Drop This Podcast, I get a flash of a face of who I need to welcome onto the show for whatever message needs to come out and before I had booked a session with you I kept seeing your face and I didn't even think of the podcast I just felt it was a session for me and um, for a gorgeous reading which we'll dive into in a few minutes and then after when you're reading for me it kept coming up throughout our session I was like right that's it I have to have you here as well <laughs> so I'm so happy you're here I can't wait to see what's going to come up and come through but before we even dive into my reading Let's just talk a little bit about you. So you are the founder of the Wellness Foundry mm-hmm. and you yes. are a psychic. So tell us about your journey and how you kind of activated this psychic energy within you. Yeah, great. Uh, so thanks. Uh, firstly, thanks so much for having me on. I'm very, very excited as to where this this will lead us. Um, so, yeah, I it's interesting because I thought that my psychic journey started quite late in life. So I set up the Wellness Foundry in September of 2018. And my spiritual awakening happened possibly a couple of years before that, although I didn't quite know the... I didn't have the terminology or the understanding that that was what was going on until then. Um, But actually, it's only until recently that I've looked back on things that I did as a child and as a teenager and realised, actually, I think I've always been quite highly intuitive and quite highly psychic. I remember I used to to lie on my bed as a teenager and try and astral project. And no (laughs) one had, like, taught me this. No one had spoken about this. I don't know where I got that knowledge and concept from, obviously, not this lifetime. Um, But it's it's really interesting. And this is this is one of the great, great things about psychic development and intuitive development that I think often gets overlooked is that intuitive development and self-development go hand in glove. 
um, the more that we're able to explore the intuitive and psychic sides of ourselves, the more we get to understand ourselves. And I think this this was really um, in proof by the fact that I've actually been able to look back at, at my childhood self and actually understand more about myself and the deeper layers of myself. But um, I used to work in fashion, so I worked in fashion for a good eight years um, and still do here and there. And it was basically the pressure that I was putting myself under and the relentlessness of, I mean, the industry itself uh, is quite relentless, but that's kind of up to you. You, you can slip into that slipstream if you want, or you can stand outside of it. But um, being kind of 26, 27, uh, I thought, right, okay, I've got to throw myself into this as much as I possibly can. And I basically became really, really ill, uh, which I know is quite a common thing. Um, basically your body body says okay you're not listening to all the signals we're sending we're gonna have to almost make you unwell before you can listen to us and that really happened to me so I spent five days in hospital and they run ran every test under the sun brain tests blood tests and they said you're absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with you and and I was thinking but but I'm not um, and I did what any sensible person did and just threw myself back into straight back into the same <laughs> the same situation, thinking, oh, it was just a blip. And then, of course, it wasn't a blip. The same thing just kept happening and it became more and more disrupt disruptive to my everyday life. And I thought, right, OK, I've got to explore this. And a very long story short, I start I actually because um, I kept collapsing. I, I would just collapse at work um, in the middle of the street. It happened when I was going into hospital um, and it finally happened on a Buddhist retreat. Very relaxed. Um, very eating really good food so I knew that it wasn't about stress and strain um, it was ultimately because I was completely ungrounded and my body was trying to get me grounded and they said right if you're not going to ground we're going to get you on the floor so I'd be kind of horizontal on the floor and it happened at a Buddhist retreat and thankfully someone there said look have you ever considered acupuncture so acupuncture led on to Reiki which then led on to tarot which then led on to kind of my psychic awakening um so so now i work as a tarot reader pro primarily so that was my kind of entry point that's my first love um but i i don't work as a typical tarot reader now because I, I as you well know in my readings i tend to kind of maybe lay six cards down over an hour so a relatively small number and i may or may not refer to them so i work uh, mainly with my guides i also work as a spirit portraitist it's always a difficult word to say. Uh, I draw the portraits of spirit is the easier way to say it. Um, so I draw people's guides and loved ones um, as well. So working medium, mediumistically that way. And then just finally, my, my big passion is about helping other people connect with their intuitive and psychic selves as well. So I run several courses and groups uh, and events just really trying to promote and because, you know, when I when I had my psychic awakening, it took me a long time to find that tribe, to find that place to ask the questions and get that understanding and that realisation. And I want to be part of that solution to that problem rather than um, 
you know, sometimes, um, and I'm sure you've met them, Sinead, uh, you've got those people that like to uh, treat it like a deep, dark mystery and only the select few have access to it. <laughs> yeah. as, we, as we well know, everybody's really intuitive. Uh, we're all intuitive uh, beings. So the good word needs to be spread. Well, what, what a journey. What an amazing awakening. You had some really gorgeous golden nuggets there that I kind of want to hone in on a little bit when you said something that really struck a chord that self-development and intuitive development come hand in hand and of course they do because really connecting with your intuition again this is something that I teach is coming home to yourself it's connecting with the beautiful balance of the divine masculine and feminine energy within your body it's coming home to your energies and really becoming your best friend by heightening your sense of awareness but of course, that comes hand in hand with the development of oneself and intuitively, because the more you develop yourself, the more you get to know yourself, your strengths, your your amazing gifts and whatever else that wants to be awakened. So I think a lot of the time when we feel, as you said a minute ago, and I love that, like we think that being intuitive is only for the few selective. It's not at all in any way, shape or form. We've all got this incredible ability, this awareness, but it's just Again, that word, having the awareness of your gifts, your strength, what really spurs you on, your um, interests, and also more importantly, your body, your energy, your well-being and tapping into that. Um, with what you said about the universe kind of, and the angels or energies, whomever we connect with, I know you said your guides, kind of pulling you to a stop and grounding you, getting you on that floor, this has come up quite a lot with my clients recently and mm. it's the, the trigger or what my spirit guides keep calling it the cosmic push <laughs> mm. um or i well i've translated that to the cosmic kick up the bum but the spirit guide is saying it's the cosmic <laughs> push <laughs> i prefer mine but whatever we'll yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it is and i feel like even in my delivery with my clients and even on instagram there's a lot of tough love energy coming out again translating to the cosmic kick up the bum but we need that awakening. We need that push. We need that trigger. And why I feel actually wasn't planning on talking about this today, but it's coming up for a reason. But the trigger, that cosmic push is what helps pull us back into alignment. And you actually, and I really want to thank you for this, but, and I know we spoke about this during the week, but about six months ago, I want to say, I had my first reading with you. And, um, Wait, do I need to go as deep? Let me just see. They're pulling me in deep. Yeah, I have to tell the story. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but they're making me tell the story. Okay. So in our reading, um, you mentioned it was like a beautiful reading. We spoke about business, loads of things you said that I knew was already unfolding that nobody else knew. You know, you were spot on with so many things that you said. And then one thing, I know I spoke openly on my podcast before about I've had trouble with my menstrual cycle and I had surgery. I had loads of things going on for years. Didn't, I had endometriosis, stopped having a cycle. So I had loads of trauma there that I have worked on and I have really worked on for years. But after, in our reading, you said to me, oh, babies. And it was like 10 minutes to go before we were hanging up the phone. And you went, oh, it won't be as easy. It won't be that quick. It may be a bit slow. And my stomach turned upside down and inside out. And I was like, what we're not ending this phone call <laughs> and I just remember getting so angry like honest to god I was so angry so we got off the phone 
I went into my at the time fiance now husband and I told him what you had said and he was like Sinead it's fine he's completely opposite to me he's so logical he's like you can't be listening to a stranger no don't be listening to a stranger but he forgetting that hello I do this for others like I read energy too I know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so then I phoned my spiritual girlfriends there's four of us in a group told them I was angry swearing to be the band so angry but the next day I got on the floor in my office and I lay on the floor and I shouted to my angels my guides my ancestors what the bleep do you want from me so I lay on the floor bawling crying and next minute my all of the women from my maternal and paternal line came in and placed their hands on my body and as they were placing their hands on my body I just completely had no choice but to surrender and next minute I saw this white light just flow into my womb space and a beautiful fetus drop into my womb Wow! and this felt like it was two minutes but when I sat up I realized it was about 20 minutes and the tears had stopped my body had completely relaxed and surrendered and I had to just sit and go what just happened and after sharing this with my spiritual girlfriends we discovered it was sacred conception. I had sacredly conceived the baby mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. blocking from fear or trauma or whatever it was that was mm-hmm. being blocked in my body. But not only that, it was the first time in about seven years since that moment that I have had a regular menstrual cycle every four weeks to this day. Incredible. So the trigger, the catalyst that you are, thank you for that because even though I was so unhappy and angry with Mm. what it is you said and you're only channeling from our spirit guides you're channeling from a beautiful source of energy Mm. that needed to come out in my healing so I took action and healed Mm. my body and I'm going to share what you said to me on Monday just gone and this is six months later again finger all night we hadn't been in contact at all so I didn't tell you a thing that what happened but you said didn't and you pointed out did I not say something in our last reading and I knew you said to me, I knew I had annoyed you, but any block you had has been shifted, which again, you were the catalyst. So thank you for annoying me so much that I took action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. as you're talking. It's incredible. It's so um, incredible. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, 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 no. Uh, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's amazing because it was uh, that that reading did the first reading that we did did stick with me for a while because, you know, I do understand how difficult that is to hear. And I do understand. And I, I knew that I'd angered you. That was completely the right. I hadn't upset you. I hadn't um, you weren't disillusioned. It wasn't despondency. It was anger. And it was really interesting. And I, and I, I and it's, it's interesting because when I have to deliver messages like that, and I'm sure, I'm sure the same for you, you have to go back and check and check and check uh, with your guides and say, are you sure this is what, what they need to hear right now? Are you sure this is, because one of my, one of my kind of golden rules within readings is, um honesty without compassion is just brutality so those times that you have readers uh, I've had clients come to me and with horror stories of other readers going oh uh, I just have to tell you what I'm receiving or and people saying oh the last reader told me that I was going to break up with my boyfriend I thought that's just such self-fulfilling prophecy so I have to be really mindful and really careful and deliver it in a way that um and really trust so hearing because one of the thing with this work as I'm sure you know sometimes you give somebody a reading you never hear from them again 
and you don't know how that's landed, you don't know how that's transformed, you don't know how that's shifted, but you just, what's really important is that you don't get too attached to the result. In that respect, as an intuitive, as a reader, we can't um, worry that, oh, does this, is, did that make sense? Did that land right? Of course, in a reading, you still want to make sure that your client is understanding what you're delivering and that you're not talking about somebody else entirely. But you can't get too hung up on the result because otherwise, um, well, partly the proof isn't always there. But also, it, the most important thing as a reader is our connection to the divine, is our connection to our guides. Our, as long as that connection is pure and right, um, we don't necessarily always have to worry about how it necessarily lands. Now, that's not to say that we can just say anything that's given. Of course, there has to be a sensitivity, a compassion, uh, a love there. And um, as, as I said, you have to you know sometimes... I mean, I probably in all the time that I've been reading, so I've been reading probably about five, six years now, I think I've only not given a piece of information twice. And that's not because it was so scary or um, it was it was kind of going to be damaging or anything like that. It's just because I knew and my guys were telling me they're not ready to hear this yet. Um, but the thing that I want to say on what you've just said there, Sinead, is like a huge, huge well done for you for doing the work. A lot of times people come to readings assuming that it's about us telling you all the solutions. And it's not. It's often a diagnostic tool. It's another lens through which to look at your circumstance and say, OK, this is working. This needs adjustment. This needs changing. This is what you're really good at. So it isn't necessarily up to us as intuitives to necessarily, um, it sounds a bit kind of unkind, but sort out your problems for you. It's about giving you guidance on how to overcome those problems. So what's so fantastic about what you did is, OK, this is the catalyst. I need to change. I need to shift. And then you, you then you proceed to do the work, because I think there's a bit of a misconception sometimes with um, I'm going to call it modern um, psychism or intuitive work, that it's all about just living, uh, I like to call it the white light brigade, um, <laughs> where it's just let's douse everything in white light and it will be perfect and my life will be problem free. And it's like, no, that is, you completely missed the point. The idea of working with connection with working with the divine is about how to overcome the obstacles and the frustrations and the difficulties in your life to their best capacity. It's not about removing all the obstacles because without those obstacles, we don't learn the lessons, we don't grow. Life is not meant to be kind of perfect in that respect. Um, so this is often a, a thing that people sometimes miss, uh, the misconception that can happen is that people think it's about Oh, if, if I'm if I'm just pure enough, if I'm just holy enough, if I'm just spiritual enough, then then the problems will be removed and nothing can touch me. It's like, no, life gets harder when you go down the spiritual realm because you're holding yourself to a higher standard. I love that. There's that meme that goes around. Um, I don't know how familiar people are with the, the tarot, but you can look it up. Uh, but it's, it's got an <laughs> image and oracle. <laughs> the, the sun. You've got the sun card and it, above it, it says what people think a spiritual awakening is like. And then you've got the picture of the tower and it's like yeah. spiritual awakening is actually like. And I think that's such a brilliant representation of what. And I, I, I joke with the people that are in, in my circles. I, I want to start a hashtag, which is wellness ruined my life or psychism ruined. <laughs> 
my life because it does just blow everything apart but in the most amazing way but it does it does highlight what's not working and it forces you to adjust and make shifts and just like you were saying there with 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 our reading it does force you to look at things that can be very uncomfortable can be very difficult and I know firsthand that sometimes people aren't ready to hear that but you've just got to trust okay I've planted that seed and hopefully over time that will grow and, and kind of manifest and, and take root I think do the work and focusing on that doing the work I love what you said about you know coming to readings with you know any any reading at all and it kind of mirrors into ties into what we said earlier on it's that self-development is that intuitive awakening if you want to create that change in your life then yes you do have to take action and people like you and I it's like the phrase you know you can take to a horse to a well but you can't make him drink the water it's like we can show you the light and that's what we're getting we're getting this information from your guides from your angels from energies from your lotus and spirit I connect a lot with uh, lotus and spirit as of late especially and but we're getting this information that's coming in to support you in creating the next stages but you have to go on that you have to take action and I can see and I'm sure you can as well when I'm sitting in front of someone I know who's going to take action I know who's not and I know who's going to come back to me a year later and say well nothing has changed I'm like but you haven't you haven't changed you haven't taken action <laughs> and actually I say and my clients are a witness to this don't come back to me until you've done the work and I say this, I will say, don't come back to me until, you, uh, until you've done your homework because there's no point. And I've said that for years, but there is no point because you won't see that momentum. You won't see that change. And I think it's really important that I came up this week, actually, and now I know why this podcast needs to come out today. <laughs> but <laughs> I come up this week for two of my clients who, after the session, uh, their energies were in a little bit of a spin. Mm -hmm. And I was yeah. like, this is a good thing. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is incredible because we've caused the trigger here. We've caused yes. a shift in vibration. This spin, we got to celebrate. We're not going to try and analyze what's happening. No, no, no. We're going to witness what's coming up. We're going to witness what's being spun. We're going to witness the energy and emotion that's being released here right now. We're going to witness the discomfort, the uncomfortable, so that we can step into the energy of comfort so you know what to do going forward. And exactly like what you said, Fingal, it's like learning to overcome. It's not learning to overcome the obstacle it's learning how to sit with the obstacles to learn the lessons yeah. so that you can strengthen your energy vibration in within whatever it is that you're learning it's like getting unfamiliar with the familiar so that you can really step into the new because people we get so attached to what's comfortable we get so attached to the familiarity yeah. of things even if they are uncomfortable but it's time to release that comfort of the familiarity so you can really step out into what it is that you're meant to be doing I'm reminded of the quote from Einstein, um, which is uh, the definition of madness is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. I think that's, uh, yeah, we could, it could very, very easily fall into that place. And I, I love what you're saying is, is don't come back and, until you've done the work. I think that is, that is so, so key. And I think that this is such a misconception that I'm trying to, to dispel um, about psychic work and intuitive work is that it is purely fortune telling. Anybody that's had a reading with me knows that I really stress uh, this fact that free will exists. So for that reason, the future is never fixed. Um, and 
for that reason, I don't work as a fortune teller. I don't work indefinite. I can't say at any time this will definitely happen. Um, but I can look at what's working for you, what's working against you. I, I came up with this analogy recently. Well, my guides gave me this analogy recently um, during, uh, and I thought this was a really, really wonderful way to describe um, what uh, what possibilities and opportunities that I, I get given in a reading. And that's, you're, you're presented almost with, um, it's almost like four rapids or four streams, four lakes, um, four rivers is probably better. And um, some are going upstream, some are going downstream, some uh, bend and wind, some are kind of straight lines. And what my guides are saying is, if you get in this river, it will look like this. But if you get in this river, it will look like that. So it's it's the current that you're working with to take you where you want to be. So sometimes clients can be really, they're going, to, no, I want to go this direction. I want to go this direction. And you say, OK, that's absolutely fine. But you're going to be going upstream the whole time. You're going to have to work doubly hard because you're swimming against the tide. Whereas if you just went into that slipstream, if you went into that river, you could literally lay on your back and just be kind of taken taken there and have a, a very lovely journey. Or you can go in that uh, stream and it's going to be really bumpy and it's going to be like going down the rapids and you're going to bump against the sides and it will be more exhilarating, but not necessarily kind of easy. So I, I think that's a really lovely way to look at it is, is we're, we're kind of catching these winds um, that that are going by us, and it, we hold the kite, and we we can decide. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna allow the kite to be. Um, I've got no idea what I'm talking about, by the way, but it's it's good. Um, I love it. It's consciousness. <laughs> it's being consciously aware. So I love your analogy. I absolutely love that analogy. What you're saying is like we can get we'll give the different scenarios or the energies that's coming in. We'll share the messages that's coming in for you. But it's up to you if you want to keep fighting against that or you're going to take it on board. Like what I said, I didn't like what you said to me, but I was angry and I was like, right, I need to do something about this. And look at the best results ever. I've healed my physical body for the first time in years because of the choices that I made to make a change here because I was unhappy with what you said to me. So it's like it's choosing the stream that works for you. I love the analogy. And I think it's having the conscious awareness, which kind of brings me back to what I said a moment ago about releasing the attachment to the familiar because yes. that familiar can be comfortable or it can be uncomfortable. It can be what you want or what you don't want, but it's deciding what is good. What's the best thing for you in this moment? How can I become more conscious aware of what it is that I need, I desire? What can I, how can I become more conscious aware of, um, consciously aware, excuse me, of where I'm going or the, the huge, the larger picture and what it is that I want. And there are the steps that I'm going to take in order to achieve that. And I think it's that awareness that keeps coming up, which is so powerful. Yes. Tell us about past life regression, because I know you offer, you work with this as well. What mm -hmm. is that for those of us that don't know? Um, so past life regression is uh, the concept that obviously that we reincarnate. So we come down on to earth and during our lifetimes, we learn particular lessons, we overcome particular obstacles in order to allow our souls to evolve and grow. And we usually do this uh, with our soul group. 
Um, and this often gets uh, people usually understand the idea of a soul mate or a twin flame. Um, I like to say soul group because part of that can be our worst enemy as well. The people that we just don't get on with that really challenge us, which really trigger us. Very often they can be um, even more, they can sh shine a light on the areas that we need to grow even more than the people that we kind of necessarily love or, or kind of get on with. One way I describe this is a bit like a repertoire of actors. So you each play different parts. So somebody that's played your aunt in a previous life might come back and play your mother in the next life. Um, so it's different actors playing out different plays. And during that, uh, the span of that play is a lifetime and uh, you've got different acts and you're learning different lessons. So the idea um, tends to be, so there's five ideas, uh, commonly held ideas of where past lives come from. So one is that it's actually uh, the past life, a previous life that is stored within our subconscious. So we can access through a past life regression, which I lead, um, or it's uh, something called cryptoamnesia. So that's, uh, what I, I don't know how people describe this before computers, but I call it the cloud, like the iCloud, and you're plugging in and you're downloading a piece of software that isn't on your hard drive, but you're uh, tapping into a past life that um, is in the collective conscious. The other one is that it's uh, through your genealogy. So it's inherited memories, particularly on your mother's side. So you might be going back generations and being able to recall uh, information that way. The other is that it's parallel lives. So obviously science is catching up with the idea that atoms can be in two places at once. Um, so we're actually able to tap into another life that's happening kind of simultaneously but obviously time and space doesn't exist in in that kind of respect or it's purely imagined it's just musings from the subconscious and I say even if that's true there's still value to it there's still insight there's still um yeah there's still worth there's there's a reason that you've come through as a six-year-old Asian girl rather than a 47-year-old American man, for instance. There will be meaning and insight behind those nuances and differences. And a way that a session works is that uh, it's in two halves. So I lead you through a guided meditation um, visualization. So that's just enabled to get you into a really relaxed state. So it's a semi-hypnotic state. It's not the hypnotic state that you see on the TV where you jump on one leg and cluck like a chicken or anything <laughs> like that. You're fully conscious and aware the whole time. You're just getting you really, really relaxed so that the conscious mind basically quietens down as much as we can get it to, to allow the, the past life to come through and what's amazing about past life the thing that really makes my heart sing about it is one it, it generates this greater awareness of who you are why you have certain predilections where certain behaviors originate what behaviors are repeating themselves that you need to unlock but also it's one of the rare times in your life that you actually experience firsthand the life of somebody else so the degree of compassion and understanding um, and love for humankind, for, for life, really, really heightens. Um, even though it's somebody that you, in kind of inverted commas, don't know, even though it's a part of yourself, but you, you really get to sit in this awareness of, oh, this is what it's like. Actually, life, 
everybody has trials and tribulations everybody has difficulties everybody has their joys everybody has their kind of um, their their family member that they love more than anything everybody has their happiest memories so it's that awareness that i think often again gets overlooked with past life regression which is really really key i have so many clients um they get really emotional within a past life regression and, and very often they come out and say, do you know what? I never cry, but they're, they're, they've got tears rolling down their, their face and they have these beautiful, beautiful moments of realisation. But there's also this great thing of, oh, that's where that originates from. I remember one time, I don't often talk about my readings, but um, I think that I'll have removed enough uh, signifying factors that, that it should be OK. And I'm being told by my guides it's it's fine. Um, but there's one woman who um, just gorged on chocolate. She was, uh, she just, she was, she was, you know, she was very healthy, um, led an active life, but her big vice was just chocolate. She just could not stop eating chocolate and she could not figure out why. And we did this past life and, and it transpired that she, um, she had lots of children. Her husband had passed and she had lots of children to look after and she was desperately poor, desperately, desperately poor. And there was one instance uh, where she'd been given a kind of square of chocolate or found this kind of uh, this wrapper of chocolate and she ate it. And she said it was pretty much the only joy that she'd experienced in years with this little bar of chocolate. And I thought that's just wow. incredible understanding this connection. That is remarkable. It's it's so it, even the, so with that, even, for example, how would that affect? I know. um Again, we're going to leave out details, but how would that affect her now understanding where yeah. that love for chocolate came from? Does it reduce the intensity of her craving for chocolate in her life now? Or what would be the benefit of that? Absolutely. So, so much shifts when we just recognize, when we acknowledge, when we, it's just like you were saying before in your reading, you were angry, you were frustrated, and then you allowed yourself to sit with it and then examine and very often we get into this mindset of doing like we're a very productive society where we're like oh we have to tackle this problem we have to do this and we have to wrench it and kind of bend it to our will and it's just as you were saying before what you did was you sat with it you just simply allowed the space and this is so so key and this is one of my big messages that i i'm really passionate about at the moment is so often what we need to do is nothing and it seems so counterintuitive and so counterproductive because, again, we've got into this mindset of we need to be doing, we need to prove our worth, we need to be proving ourselves. And so often if we can just go, I, you know what, I'm going to pull back, I'm going to just sit, I'm going to see where this takes me, I'm just going to allow that experience to uncover. And often what a reading's great for an intuitive or a past life regression is that it helps you identify what you need to sit with. And so often, and, you know, my clients say, OK, what, well, what do I do with that information? I just say, let it percolate, let it sit, let it, don't ignore it, don't push it to one side, but just every once in a while, bring it to mind and see how it stews, like a good coffee. It's, it, there's no good making a pot of coffee and then trying to push the plunger too soon. It won't work. You have to allow it to stew. You have to let it kind of swirl around. You know that I work with symbols in my, my reading, so uh, I'll always, always bring a kind of image here. But it's, it's the same principle. It's like my best ideas 
always drop in when I'm finding peace and quiet. If I if I'm struggling, particularly in my business, for instance, and I'm really like, what should I do? Oh, I'm trying to kind of really bend it with my mind. But actually, I will just you know, most of my great ideas come in my come in the shower. Just because I'm not thinking about anything, I'm just being completely relaxed and my conscious mind has got out of the way and my subconscious mind can just drop it in like a pebble and you go, ah, of course, it's the most simple thing in the world. So I really, really, really implore uh, your listeners just today, uh, I will try and make it a, a regular habit and it doesn't even have to be meditation. Sometimes people find meditation a bit daunting or the idea of meditation. Just make a cup of tea and stare out the window really 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 just cultivate this sense of stillness it's one of the most important things we do and it's getting so lost um and it's again it's so counterproductive no i've got to i've got to do i've got to be in a doing mode and actually um rest and receptivity are sometimes the most productive things we can do i hear you that's where the magic happens it's like anything yes. what, what i always say to i teach people how to set up businesses i call it creative business mentoring as well and when we sit together, a lot of the time when people come to me, they've been trying to figure things out with the head. And I'm like, stop yes. it. You don't figure anything out with the head. You figure it out with the heart. So we sit down. And what I always do when I'm in this mode is I'll get a huge A1 sheet of paper and I'll write everything out that's been in my mind. So I'm letting it go. I'm releasing what thoughts have been on repeat or what I'm trying to control and manipulate. I'm letting it all out. And this goes for every everything in life. And then I'll just come back and I'll go, right, what's my passion? What do I want to feel? What's my intention for this moment? And with that, like droplets, even the podcast, this is the whole point of the podcast, droplets of ideas, droplets of insight will just flow right in. The droplets that I've been looking for, that I've been searching for with the head. But as we know, the heart is the compass, the internal compass, I call it. The head is the tool to make your goals happen. I love that. That's isn't it powerful? Mm. Um, one thing you said a few moments ago that actually totally um, let me have a little um, a memory just came to mind. I totally forgot about it. For years and years and years, oh, my whole life, actually, I couldn't wear like a polo neck or like a turtleneck or have anyone touch my neck or uh, I know I couldn't let it I happen. I know where this is going. Uh, interesting. And even like the bed sheets, like I, I have to have them under my arm, like nothing can touch my neck. And then months ago, maybe I'll even say years ago, I was in a meditation. Oh, and sorry, to add to this as well, I always said, I'll never go to the Netherlands. No, I never want to go to the Netherlands. No, no, no. And I would never go, still haven't been. Um, and years ago, I was in a meditation and I was shown, it was only a meditation lying on the floor in my one of the rooms <laughs> and I was lying there and I was shown that I was actually hung as a witch um, in the Netherlands. So, of course, I told the girls and they were like, Sinead, the Netherlands, of course, was like the one of the largest place for witch trials back in the day. And yes. I didn't even I didn't even cop it. Like I wasn't consciously aware or trying to figure out why this was happening. So I didn't even cop this at all. But it just came back to me as you were talking. And I actually I'm touching my neck now. and I actually don't even know. I haven't been aware or haven't even noticed if that has healed. So it's funny that that just came up as you were telling it, the, the gorgeous chocolate story about that lady and how it's really changed her life. And I just had to share it because it's so interesting. Um, and I could talk about that all day and I even want to know more. <laughs> Maybe that's the next session I book with you, Fingal. Yeah, great, great, great. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. 
tell us about the Wellness Foundry. So you said you found you created this and you got this beautiful concept in 2018. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about this for those that want to connect with you um, for maybe a tarot reading, past life regression, courses, retreats, gorgeous products you have. Tell us all about it. Great, great, thank you. Um, so yes, the uh, the Wellness Foundry, the mission of the Wellness Foundry is to get psychic and intuitive practices kind of available to all and really dispelling a lot of the miscon- uh, misconceptions particularly, but it's also a lifestyle brand. So as you said, we, we do products as well as services, as well as events and retreats. Um, so we're actually growing the team. So the vision is to have uh, probably about 10 practitioners at some point um, so we've got healers, astrologers, mediums, uh, tarot readers. So we've got a, a plethora of really, really great practitioners um, that are all kind of special and unique in their own magical way and, and work quite differently. So it's I'm, I'm really building it as a, as a hub for really kind of world class uh, practitioners. Um, so it's it's not just limited to me. Um, and what's great about that as well is that we we do really do the 360 of intuitive practices. So very often um, the, the reason that I started doing that is because I would have somebody come to a reading and I say, do you know what? You need a healing. You just that's my, my first portal call for you. Um, and I was thinking, actually, let's bring on a healer to the team. So I brought on the healer and it just it just expanded from there, really. And um, it's it's great because there's all this kind of cross-referencing and this um, the kind of recommendations just, just happen really, really organically. And so often people um, need more than one approach because I always say that it's it's a bit like uh, different coloured lenses, glasses that you put on that ala- enable you to see a situation uh, in, in a different light. Um, so, yeah, the website is uh, wellnessfoundry.co.uk. Um, and all of our offerings and retreats are there. So we have a yearly retreat and I run an intuitive development course uh, twice a year. And I also teach the tarot usually about twice a year. And I've got a membership program as well. It's all very exciting. And um, we do products such as uh, spiritual incense. So I'm working with a team uh, that hand roll these incense in the Himalayas. And as they hand roll them, they do these chants and put the intentions into the hand, uh, into the incense. So it's super, super special. They smell amazing. And each one is aligned to a different aspect of the spiritual practice. So we've got one for space clearing, one for grounding, one for connecting with your guides, um, one for uh, developing your intuition. Um, and then we've also got a uh, an aura spray as well, a fairy aura spray, because I'm very fae, if you, if you haven't noticed already. Um, so, And we're also uh, on Instagram, so that's where we're most prevalent on social media, which is at Wellness Foundry. Um, yes. So that's um, I will link everything at the end of this episode as well. So thanks so much. You've had some gorgeous golden nuggets from talking oh, about... Wow the triggers, what to expect in a reading, from taking action, from past life regression to courses, retreats, hypnotherapy, how to really surrender and let go. It's been so beautiful to hold the space with you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. It's been an absolute joy. I've loved it. I've loved it. And tell us, before you go, I ask everybody this, what droplet of insight would you like to leave our gorgeous listeners with today? Well, I think, sorry to kind of be a bit of a broken record, but I think um, it is about this cultivate stillness. Um, I think that that is really, really key. I think one of the most important things that we can do in our lives sometimes is just do nothing. So just um, set that time aside 
to just be receptive. One of my prayers that I say just before I go to sleep um, is hover over me, God, I'm listening. And obviously you can replace God with whatever resonates with you, but just hover over me, God, for I'm listening. And it really seals in and sets this intention of I am being receptive. Um, it's it's kind of understanding that there is something greater up above us and just allowing and carving out the time. It's a bit like, you know, when people would say, oh, I, I, I can't connect with my intuition and I can't, um, I don't get messages from my guides or I, I, I really just, I, I haven't got this inner knowing or this inner sense. And it's a bit like having your mobile phone off. It's like, well, nobody can call you because you haven't got it switched on. So it's, it's a bit like you have to switch on your phone and leave it. And it's about make, setting that intention to be receptive. Again, we can sometimes think of our psychic journey and our intuitive journey as a very active thing. And nine times out of ten, it's a very receptive thing. It's just as you were saying right at the beginning, it's about balancing the masculine and feminine. I love that. And to remind and to add to this, I'm being told to say is to remember um, I don't know who needs to hear this message. Maybe we all need this reminder as well. Exactly what Fingal just said, to surrender, to be receptive and to remember that you can't figure things out from that place of fear, doubt or worry. Mm -hmm. It won't happen. Mm -hmm. So we surrender. And I love what you said, like God hover over me or whoever, you know, whoever you connect with, but just surrender because it's in that moment. Or perhaps through the tool that I always said is get everything out, the fear, doubt, worry, write it out. And then you come back to your heart and even hold the intention of what it is you're ready to step into as you call in your higher self to propel you forward. That's how we receive the insight that's needed. Thank you so much for being here, Fingal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, this is your podcast. So anything that you want, any theme that you want me to talk about or any insight that you'd like, please let me know. You can find all information about what I do on www.sineadthehorror.com. And of course, I'll be sharing intuitive insights every single day on Instagram and Facebook. And it's just under my name, Sinead Zahora. So I hope you enjoyed today. Remember to be patient with yourself. It takes time to let this intuitive insight to awaken. Let it come through. Accept where you are and know that things can change in an instant. 